Hi, and welcome to Ian Wants to Learn. I'm Patrick. And I'm Ian. And I want to learn. What would you like to learn about today, Ian? Animal enslavement. Oh. Sorry, zoos. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, animal preservation. Animal preservation. <laughs> conservation. The, conservation at the cost of freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you want to learn about zoos, Ian? Because now I have to go to the zoo a lot. Uh, I, <laughs> you have to? I do. We have a zoo membership to the L.A. Zoo. Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, we were we were gifted one by my wife's grandfather a couple years ago, and the child was more or less too young to give a shit about anything right. we saw. But, you know, we went a few times, and then now that she's a little older and there are other kids that have zoo memberships, we were like, well, I guess we should get a zoo membership again. So we got a zoo membership. And okay. now, now we now she's like into the the animals, but she's more entertained by the playground in the zoo. Okay, yeah, yeah. So now, I mean, I managed to avoid going to zoos since probably in at least the early aughts, at at the earliest, maybe even late nineties. Mm-hmm. And now I go to the L.A. Zoo all the time. So you, so when you asked me this, first of all, you said zoos, good or bad. Right. So I guess I'll ask you off the bat before sure. we get into it, because I have some yeah. other stuff t- to mention. Yeah. Do you think they're good or bad? Do you have an opinion? Yeah, I think they're... I mean, you started yeah. off with animal enslavement, so I, I, I have to assume you're negative. <laughs> I think that... I think they're both to some degree. There's a level of, oh, well, these animals aren't in the wild being poached, so that's good because they're an endangered species or whatever. But then it's like, yeah, but but you're in a cage your whole life, you know? And most zoos are, you know, at the L.A. Zoo, for example, when we go there and I go look at the giraffes, they have like three or four giraffes, but they're in this, their, their pen, I guess, is right. not very big right. for what I would think you'd want to give a giraffe. And you can line up to feed them hay or whatever. And it's like, Mm -hmm. gross. It just, it. (laughs) I fed giraffes in Colorado recently. At a real zoo or at a Tiger King zoo? No, there's like a big Cheyenne zoo. I forget. It's it's like on the side of the mountain. Do they have any space to run around? Uh, Yes. It's not the Serengeti, but (laughs) (laughs) they have some space. Well, I guess it's just like you, you go and it's like, okay, well, I'm glad that they're not dead, especially if they're endangered, but it's also like, well, would I rather be dead? I mean, they're animals, so their brains aren't very big, but like, right? you know, you live in this <laughs> shitty, shitty pen. I mean, I guess that's just your life. You know, you don't know any different most of the time, but I look at like the orangutans and the gorillas and it all just feels, dep- well, the worst is like the bird ones where you go in and it's like, there's a net up top, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. They're birds, man. <laughs> like they're and how many other birds like fly up and are like, "What up, bitch? How's living inside right. a cage going for you?" Because I'm gonna go fly over to that tree and poop on a human. And the bird is like, "Well, I gotta wait for humans to come into my cage to poop on them." I I understand the purpose, or at least the purpose they tell us, but I feel like it's not the best way to do it and i know that there are zoos like san diego has their wildlife thing where you and you know to look at them you have to get into a car that seems more ethical to me than a zoo like at least they have the space and sure there's a bunch of douchebag humans driving through but like at least you can you know run a mile or two uh without slamming your face into a wall um 
And then we get into the, and I'll, I'll and maybe you'll touch on this, but then you know I think you also run into like the Tiger King things where it's like, oh, we're we're an animal preservation thing, and it's like, no, you're a roadside attraction with a bunch of tigers in cages. Like, there's nothing. Right. This is worse than a zoo, but they use the terminology to make you think that it is better. You know, they're like, oh, we're a right. we're a we're a pres-, you know. So whenever some billionaire or drug lord has a tiger and they arrest him, <laughs> you know, they they're like, well, we got to do something with this tiger. Oh, give it to the tiger king and then they end up there and they're in a cage and, and i think like, you're sucks. gonna enjoy what i've got for you i've covered okay. a lot of that stuff i also understand that a lot of these animals are coming from or where they're being hunted are coming from places where the populace isn't they don't give a fuck about conservation they're just like i need to make money and if i take rich white dudes to go shoot them yes. i can feed my family <laughs> and it's like i get right. that I to- i'm not i don't blame a lot of the locals or the people who, you know, because it's like, well, I can feed my family or I can shoot an animal. I'm going to shoot the animal. I get that. Right. But then we're also getting to a point now. I don't know if you've read orcas are like attacking boats or something. And it's like, oh, right. shit, they're rising up. They're rising up. Right. They're going to put us in cages. <laughs> All right. Before we get into that in more detail, we covered a lot there already. We did. <laughs> We did a show a while back, you remember, on Melissa and Doug, which is a toy I company do. for children. For those of you that don't know, go listen to the Melissa and Doug episode. Yes. It was like one of our earliest ones, so we, yeah. I think we did it as a bonus because it was like shittier than our normal and it's, episodes. And it's all for, it's about kids. So if you don't have kids, right. don't, don't, don't listen. Right. And I'm sorry for anyone who doesn't have kids that this is going to fall on deaf ears, but hopefully it's it's relatable. <laughs> so part of the thing about Melissa and Doug that I talked about, which is appreciative, is it's just a wood toy. In general, they're not, like, connected to anything. There's no app. There's no, like, website that you have to go to to use it. My wife bought for our kid this thing, and I'm going to put this this product. It's called Hay Clay. Okay. It's a box of little clay packages, little packages like of clay. Like, kind of like Play-Doh or whatever. It's kind of like Play-Doh, but the idea is that you can make the thing, right. and you let it air dry, and then it becomes a toy. On the box, it was a picture of like goofy looking aliens that you could make. And it was like, yeah. it, it'll give you instructions on how to make them. And then they'll dry out and you can play with them. It's kind of like a foamy toy. So the product is a box with little packages of clay inside, right? Right. And I'm like, okay, so there's instructions inside about how to make these little goofy aliens. That's what you would think. Yeah. So you open the box and there's not instructions. It's a little oh. piece of paper with a QR code that you have to scan to go to the Uh website to get the instructions. And at first I was like, well, that's annoying. But, okay, they didn't want to print out a bunch of instructions. I'm not a boomer. I'm a a geriatric millennial, but I'm not that old. I could scan the code, go to the website to get the instructions. Fine. So I scan the code. It takes me to a website, which is, it has nothing on it, except you have to download the app. That is the website. That's what the website says. Download yep. the app. It's like, here's here's the link to get the (laughs) app so that you can get the instructions. And I'm like, fuck you. God damn it. So I go to get the app because I'm like, well, I, I've paid $35 to, to make these things. Yeah. So I get the app. The app looks pretty cool. You can make these little goofy aliens. They have other stuff you can make. Like there's like a, there's one that's like fruits and vegetables and, um, you know, they have like little eyeballs, like little characters. I was like, oh, okay, here's, here's the goofy aliens. First alien is free. All the other aliens, you have to pay for the instructions. So I click and it's like, you don't have to pay if you put in the code that was on the piece of paper in the box. Did you throw the paper out? 
No. So okay. I go, I'm like, okay, so I got to go back to the fucking paper. Good thing I didn't throw it out. Yeah. I go to the paper and sure enough, there's a code. So I put the code in and it's like, great. You put the code in. Now you have to make a profile for this or it won't save. Ah. Uh, like you, that you have this code. Like you have to have a profile associated with it. That's when you annoying. use the code. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So now you have to link like your Google or whatever. No. So now not only do I have to download this fucking app to do this, mm-hmm. but you also want my data so that you could sell it to people because God forbid the $35 I paid for this product is not enough. And then what's even worse is it's associated to just my profile. So if my wife wants to sign on and make shit with him, she can't because it's assigned to my name. She would have to make her own profile or would the code not work for her? It would not work because now the code's associated with my name. She's like, what if you fucking died? Now we can't make the fucking clay aliens. And I'm like, yeah, I guess they're like, fuck you. Don't die. That is a... So fuck you, hey, Clay. This is some bullshit. That is... The worst. I was that's, so annoyed. Every step of this is obnoxious. That's like selling somebody a Lego set. Oh, here's the Lego set to build the Death Star. Okay, we're going to give you the instructions on how to build the bottom of the Death Star. But if you want to build the top part or the big laser or anything inside, you're going to have to create a Lego profile, go online, and maybe even pay and it's like, but you gave me all the pieces already. You gave me the right. fucking pieces. That's what well, I, I paid feel, for. I didn't pay I, for random pieces. I paid I to feel make like, things. I feel like I'm crazy. Like, I felt like, because they had other stuff you could make, like animals or, or fruits and vegetables, like foods. But if I wanted to do those, you'd have to pay for those because I only bought a code for the goofy the aliens. aliens. And I'm like, I feel like back in the day, like if you bought a bunch of Play-Doh, you yeah. could go on their website and be like, here's how to make a bunch of fun stuff, right? Yeah. But it's just like, oh, we're not going to give you any instructions on how to make it unless yeah. you put in your specific code. And even then, it only applies to the ones you bought for this box. <laughs> yeah. And it only applies to one person, not another person can't <laughs> yeah. log in and find this. I'm like, fuck you. Know. you. They assume everyone only has one parent. You know, back back in my day, you know, when you got your Play-Doh, you didn't get instructions. You had to play with it walking uphill barefoot, uh, and you had to figure it out yourself through the cold. And the thing is, making the little things and yeah. them turning into little fa- it's cool. It was fun to do. But yeah. I'm like, you made this insufferable. So, of course, when you have the app, then it's like, would you like to rate the app? And I'm like, oh, boy, would I? <laughs> <laughs> So I gave it one star and I was like, requiring to have an app to make these is a horrible idea. That was all I said. And And then then I got a response from the the developer and they were like, yeah, they were like, what did you not like about the app? And I was like, I didn't didn't respond, but I'm like the app. I don't like the app. (laughs) I don't like the the fact that it exists. (laughs) And I felt bad because I'm like, okay, they just hired some developer to make this app and it gets a bad rating. When I'm like, I'm sure the developers did exactly what they were told. Sure. You made a fucking app for something that doesn't need an app. Yeah. And now I'm angry because you've got dollars and now you have my entire identity to sell data to somebody. Yep. I have one other rant. Did you see the that new show, that new Marvel show, Secret Invasion, is coming out? I haven't out? watched it yet, but yeah. Did you see the news about the intro for it? Oh, that it's like AI generated or something? Yes. It's I, AI I read, generated. I saw like a headline about that, yeah. I hate this thing. AI? I hate AI. What we call AI, which is not AI, 
which is like, I get why we call it AI because it's a cool phrase and we don't have, we can't say procedurally generated whatever, because that's boring, (laughs) but (laughs) it's so, so annoying to me that like they made this intro and I read this thing about it and they were like, we would type in words like dark and gritty and it would come out with these images and we we would tinker with the wording to get it exactly what we wanted. And I'm like, yeah, but what it's giving you, it doesn't know what it's giving you. It, it's not an AI. It's not thinking about, oh, well, let me make this choice. Like, there's one picture and it shows like a, a weird AI Samuel L. Jackson head. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what who it is or if he, even if it's Samuel L. Jackson. It's just a black guy with a weird head. And one of his eyes is like, like you know, got like Misplaced. a weird effect on it, right? Oh, okay, yeah. Because like you've seen AI, like it all looks weird, right? Right, right. So his eye has like a weird effect on it. And I'm like... Okay, if you had an artist, they'd be like, oh, I made a stylistic choice to draw the eye this way. But this is, it doesn't even know what it's doing. It's just shitting out like an amalgamation of other people's art and just saying, like, oh, you like this? And then some idiot who's typing in the words on the computer is like, oh, well, that looks cool. And then they plug it. And I'm like, God, I hate this so much. Yeah, I know. I, I, get I don't know that. anything about the Marvel shit. So like it's annoying because I can't I can't say like, oh, it's about like I think it's the Nick Fury character. The yeah, Samuel yeah, that'd be character, character. Yeah, I just don't know anything about this property. It's just yeah. it's just annoying to me that this exists. And now this is going to be a new thing. Where well, so the writer strike right now that's going on, and by the way, I fully support the writers. Yeah, is is going on. And, and one of their big caveats is they want the studios to agree or the producers to agree not to bring in AI writing, which it's like, yeah, no, AI writing is pretty awful. But there's part of me that's like, this is a tool that is only going to get better. And you're right. Maybe we should stop referring to it as AI and as some sort of creative tool. Because I know there's a bunch of artists out there who have done like, are they artists or are they just plugging shit into a computer? But right. It's coming. It's coming. Like, I know what the writers are saying. Like, it's coming. It is. It's inevitable. But the question so, is, how long no. do we have to push? So it back? I, I, this is my rant. I, it's got to stop. We've got to. It's not kill gonna. It. It's not gonna. No, we've got to kill it. It's, it's. Mm, Skynet the, is up and running, my friend. The fact that we've got a machine aping art is so annoying to me. And then we just take it and pass it off and be like, "Yep, here's our art thing for the beginning yeah. of our show. Here's our art in this thing. Here's they got it in video games now. It's like, stop." It's it's so annoying because it's not okay. It's different to me, and this is a little bit more technical because I think with that new movie Elemental, they did a thing where like they have AI help with like animating. Sure, you know, like a character has like fire head, right? Right. But what they're feeding into that is like, and I think this is what they're doing. Yeah. But if you feed in like, okay, we've drawn like how this this uh, fire hair you know interacts in a hundred different ways. So let's put it in the AI so it'll it'll be able to recreate that in, in right. different ways. But you're just putting in your own art. Like you're putting in something specific and having a computer help you. Right. That's it's fine. A, it's a tool. It's a technical. Right. I mean, it's certainly in, a, in an animated film, I think the benefit of something like AI can knock hours, long hours off of the animation process because it's like, well, we've designed the characters and we've... I mean, in, in a way, it's sort of the same thing that's already been going on where it's like you... I don't understand how animation works, but you you draw the picture here and you draw the picture there, and then the AI fills in the the walk right. in between, you know, and that's right. that to me. But again, that's why we need to start referring to it as a tool. It's a tool. It's not its own. But I think there's a big thinking. difference between that, sure, and an AI which just 
you just dump a bunch of artists work into it and it just okay, makes yeah. up something else i hate this idea that it's like oh it's like magic you know we type in these words and it makes this image it's like no it's it's they dumped a bunch of pictures that other people made and now a computer is trying to piece it together in a way that makes some sense and sometimes it doesn't make sense because the computer doesn't know what it's fucking doing because it's not ai it's not thinking. Yeah. It's not thinking. Oh, I'll make a nice picture. No, it's just like and just oh, puts it computer. all together. <laughs> and so it's just bothering. Like I get it. I get. From, hey, when are we gonna do? Uh, Ian wants to learn when AI will take over. I hate it so much. Taking our jobs. Okay, I, I do have one other thing, real quick. Oh, okay. I saw an ad for Arby's Wagyu burgers. Is it Wagyu or Wagyu? I thought it was Wag. I don't know. It, it may be Wagyu. I thought it was Wagyu. Is it Wagyu. W-A-Y? It doesn't matter. Anyway, sure. It's W-A-G-Y-U. Oh, okay. So I thought Wagyu burgers were because they were Japanese cows. Uh, okay, yeah. So, it's supposed to be like the most expensive meat in the world. Yeah. But they're like Japanese cows, I right, thought. Right, right. They're supposed to be like yeah, Japanese uh, yeah, breed. It's, it's a Japanese thing, yeah. So Arby's, I saw this ad. It was like, Arby's has Wagyu. And I'm like, I thought that was like really expensive. And you see like in the tiny print, it's like, Fifty-one percent American Wagyu, forty-nine percent ground beef, and I'm like, wait. So if it's fifty-one percent, you could just say, oh, it's Wagyu. Oh, and here it's we not go. Not even Japanese. It's American Wagyu. What is Wagyu? Wagyu, a Japanese beef cattle breed derived from native Asian cattle. Wagyu refers to the Japanese beef cattle, where Wa means Japanese and Gyu means cow. So I think it's just a type of cow. Because and this is from the website. American so I guess they bring Wagyu them over Association. Here. Yeah, I think that it's it's a type of cow. The Japanese probably did a really good job of making delicious meat, and Americans were like, "We can do that too. Give us some of them cows." And so yeah. now we have the cows, and and Arby's <laughs> has like eight thousand of them, and they're making these these Arby's burgers. <laughs> I just think it's funny that it's ruining 51%. the name Wagyu. We yeah. got it just enough so that yeah. it's a majority. Wait, like, so what's so the now other, we can call it Wagyu. Forty nine percent ground beef, just, like, just regular ground beef, <laughs> and they're probably like give us the shittiest ground beef you have yeah, because yeah, we've yeah. already spent well, a lot us, on the other well it's it's 51 percent the wagyu and then 49 percent arby's beef yes you know? <laughs> so mm. that's ai beef right there yeah i actually don't hate arby's i i like it but i should caveat that that i i like to eat a lot of garbage so i don't know if that's yeah. helpful all right speaking of eating meat yes yeah, speaking of eating meat let's learn about zoos Ooh, zoos are they good or bad I got I PBS, know. Atlantic, okay. New York Times, and some stuff from The Guardian I'll go into later. But you know Zoo is an abbreviation? Did you look up any PETA sources? No, I did not. Because I'm pretty sure they come down right on the middle. So <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they would. Liberate all animals. Anyway, okay, sorry. Okay, so, uh, yes, what it is a uh, zoological? I don't know. Yeah, zoological park. Okay, yeah. This is a zoo. Your main focus and my main focus will be on whether they're good or bad, but just right. for a little background. Yeah. We've captured and displayed animals for like thousands of years. This is sure. like a very old practice. Makes sense. Er- early zoos were collections that rulers of Egypt had beginning in 3500 BCE. Uh, they had hippos, elephants, baboons, various large cat species. Uh, Sumerians in ancient Mesopotamia had them. Alexander the Great, the Aztecs, the Chinese, they all did this. They just- okay gathered yeah. up a bunch of animals in a place. You find a weird animal and you're like, I hey, put it in a cage so people can look at it. But regular put- people couldn't go see them. This sure, was like a 
Yeah. This is like a flex, like rich people right, would accumulate right. them and then like they do Eventually now. Get, and I had a specific them. note here and it was kind of like what you said. I was like dictators and drug lords do it too. So, Oh my God, they like, love them. Yeah. There was one like Saddam's son, Uday. He yeah. had a, a big collection of weird yeah. animals. Well, then there's so, like- uh, Pablo there's Escobar some, had them. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's Pablo Escobar. It, like after he got arrested, his some weird animal got out. I don't know if it was like tigers or if it was like- it was some, and I don't know if it was him, but it was a drug deal, a lord of some sort. But the animals got loose, and now there's a population of them, you know, in some <laughs> weird area. Sure, sure. So, you know. <laughs> the modern idea of a zoo came about in the early 1800s. The longest continually operating zoo in, in, in the world is the Vienna Zoo, which has been around for over 260 years. Okay. A lot of zoos, especially early on, were basically full of animals behind bars in bare, boring cages. There was a German exotic animal importer named Karl Hagenbeck. He exhibited his animals in a different way. He opened his animal park in 1907 in Hamburg, and he basically designed enclosures with moats and rock walls and stuff so that it would be more nature-like, not just like in cages. Yeah, um, smart. And a lot of other places followed this idea. This is kind of like how zoos okay. kind of started to change. Yeah. Eventually in the 20th century, so initially it was like, okay, we'll put them on display. It's like for entertainment. And then in, they started to become more like educational places, like yeah. show how they live, like with that with those changes. Eventually in the 20th century, not only were these educational places, but they started to focus on conservation. Yeah. I should put a picture up of, um, like I've gone, the old LA Zoo. Is in Griffith Park where you know they they moved the zoo. I don't know how long ago, but you can go and see the old zoo, and it is, ooh, it is just cages. <laughs> it is just cages, you know. Yeah. And it's it's yeah. like damn, it's just damn. spectacle, right? Yeah, it's it's yeah. gross, dude. I mean, they're fun to play in now, but like I wouldn't want to <laughs> live in one, especially if I was like a tiger. Anyway, sorry. So if you want your zoo to be accredited by the Association of Zoos and Aquariums. Conservation must be a co- key component of your zoo to get accredited, right? So they started out more spectacle, then it became more, you know, educational, and now it's like educational and also conservation has to be a big part of your zoo. I, I couldn't get I, I didn't do research on specific numbers of like how many zoos and how many animals, but I did I did see a statistic on for that association of zoos and aquariums. They have. 800,000 animals and 6,000 species Wow! in just those types of AZA zoos. In the U.S. or worldwide? I believe that's in the U.S. So there's like a European version, European Association of Zoos and Aquariums. Um, So I don't know if there's ones for each continent, I guess, but probably North America, I would say. So let's get into pros. You get to see animals you'd otherwise never see, including observing how they act, move, eat, etc., uh, there's an economic aspect to this too. You give the chance for people who otherwise couldn't afford to travel to see certain animals, the chance to see them. Like you talked about rich people paying to go see, you know, right. hunt or just paying to go visit Africa and go see yeah. them, not, not just hunt them. Not everybody right. can do that. Well, it's like, so, Hey, you can't go to Africa. So why don't you come watch a bunch of depressed bored animals right. uh, to see what they look like when they're depressed? Yeah. On that note, it's also entertaining. <laughs> Yeah, I guess if you go to the bird show or the the seal show or the penguin show or the show where we make them do shit for food while yeah. we all clap and cheer and stomp our feet. Like I said, you could feed them. Like I fed the giraffes. You could do Gross. stuff. You could touch them, whatever. It can have a lasting impact on people. It can spark you know, kids' imagination to pursue careers in conservation or animal care. Yeah, so Jurassic Park inspired kids to become 
fucking, uh, you know, dinosaur people. Just show sure. them a movie. We don't need to go to the zoo. <laughs> they educate people about wildlife and what we can do to protect wildlife. Okay. Zoos contribute to scientific research because you can observe. They can observe, like people can observe and study animals there, uh, you know, in a confined space. They take in animals that are threatened in the wild, and they can breed them in captivity and release them back in the wild. Yeah, sure. But, like, you're <laughs> releasing an idiot into, like, you know... <laughs> It's like, hey, you. There's more of you now. We're gonna release you back into the uh, the wild where there are predators. Have fun. Sure. And then they well, die. presumably you <laughs> you try to get them ready for it. You don't just you, have, dump you, you them sit out them there. down. You sit them down, and you're like, look, let me tell you, your natural predators. Yeah. Look at yeah. the whiteboard. Stay away from them. Okay. Here's yeah. a cell phone with nine one one. You just give us a call if something happens. Okay. So there's an example from your your area. There was the California condor where there were only about 23 left in 1982. By 1987, researchers and conservationists had basically captured all the remaining ones and moved them into a captive breeding program, where now there are hundreds of them, and they've released about 75 back uh, into the wild. There are other, a bunch of other examples of species that, yeah. that they've helped to... You, you know, know, maybe some species just need to die off. I mean, it's, you know... They had 23, and now there's 75 out in the wild. So. Yeah, and, and what? How many others were they like, well, we got to get them to different zoos? Uh, well, they have hundreds in captivity. Exactly. So, you know. Exactly. Great job, guys. Way to but make But there are pets. still, they still did save them, i.e. Sure. both the captive version, and they've had some released back in the wild. Is it better to um, live free and die young or live long as a prisoner? So, Yeah. We'll get more into the problems with this conservation aspect later, but um, even if, even then, even if there are problems with this idea of conservation, some you've voiced already, some argue it's important to have people who know how to conserve and care for endangered animals for the next big, like, elephant or tiger that's going extinct, that we have people and facilities to be able to save them. Sure. By letting people see and enjoy rare animals, they are more likely to pay to help conserve those animals. So those are all my pros. I, right. I'm going to get into the cons now. Oh, wait, that was the pros? That was those that are was all the, the pros. pros? Okay, not a very yeah. long list. <laughs> I'm I mean, there's the a lot of stuff was... there. They're, sure, they're fun. I just, I... They provide educational they're value. Fun. They, they, they're... yeah. Zoos are fun. You don't like zoos? Didn't we used to also display humans? <laughs> yeah. That was fun. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. look, mommy, they're crying. My, That's fun. I gave my kid a bunch of my old Calvin and Hobbes books. I'll re we'll re he wants us to read them to him sometimes. And there's one strip where Calvin goes up to Hobbes and he's like, hey, we're going to go to the zoo. And he's like, I'm paraphrasing. He's like, oh, great. Can you ask your mom if we can visit a prison afterward? <laughs> and it's like, oh, this is uh, some biting commentary from 1980 right or early 90s, whenever that was. But Bill Watterson knew what was up. Yeah. I just stuff, if, but... if zoos were bigger and without the whole KG bars thing maybe that would be better <laughs> well they don't really do bars in a lot of them now mm, some do all the animals, animals are sober uh, <laughs> uh, like I went to the to the the Colorado okay. Zoo which is the most recent one I went to so this is fresh in my mind but a lot of the enclosures are pretty big and then they have like you know th there's rock walls and stuff and yeah. even like the part where you see them it's like clear plexiglass right whatever right. I mean, I guess that's um, how, yeah, they are out here, too. All right. So you want to hear some cons? You, you sound, know You sound very negative about zoos. I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> you're asking good or bad, because you clearly have a very- uh, I, was, I was really hoping you were just going to confirm everything I said. 
Well, we're about to confirm a lot. (laughs) Some are clean and well-staffed, but some aren't. And then obviously animals can suffer as a result of that. So some of the argument can be, well, if it's a good zoo, then it's fine. But the problem is there are many bad zoos, especially ones that are in like conflict areas or countries that can't really allocate the resources to run them. You know, well, there was an old study from the 80s on animals in the San Diego Zoo where some animals died from frequent tranquilizing or malnutrition or got hurt while being transported. We talked about the timeline. So 80s, they were a lot worse than they are now. If you think about a place where maybe they don't, they're not as, you know, updated as they are here or in some of it's, uh, you know, you can only imagine how rough it is for, for the animals. Yeah. Well, and I thought like nowadays, like San Diego is supposed to be one of the better zoos. Right. But in the the eighties, they, you know, not not better. Yeah. (laughs) Here's the big one, I guess. Captivity can be bad for animals. Oh, gee, really? Both physically and psychologically. What? Zoos have changed, you know, obviously in the last 50 to 80 years to be more open. They originally realized flat floors, big bars really fucks up the animals. Um, no. More open, more landscapey, but still captivity is not great for them. Elephants in particular, they're big social creatures. They get lonely. They get arthritis or joint problems. And many zoos use psychoactive drugs like Prozac, Celexa, Haldol, or Valium to calm down animals when they get a little too... Uh, too sad. For fuck's sake, this is... We don't... We, hey, whoa, that elephant looks sad. People can't see a sad elephant. Fucking pump him with the Prozac. Yeah, I mean, there's some terrible, you know, anecdotal stuff where, like, they... Uh, and you'll see it in some of them, right? They, they pace around a lot. Some of them will start, you know, hitting themselves yeah. or they'll start pulling their hair out. They, they start to go a little crazy. Um, and then it's like, oh, just give them some Prozac, you know, yeah, help them out. They'll be fine. When trying to save endangered animals, some species, like large carnivores, when you breed them in captivity, they often die when you reintroduce them to the wild. Oh, gee, really? Wonder why. They, they don't develop natural behaviors like they get in the wild about, you know, fending for themselves. Right, because they're um, out in the middle of the jungle like, so I get fed when? I mean, I guess I would argue that they could also just die if they were in the wild because they could just get eaten by something else. Absolutely, absolutely. But, if, <laughs> but I mean, are they dying from being eaten by something else or are they dying from not eating anything? Well, I mean, they're they... Starving you know, to death or they don't know how to catch a whatever. Yeah. You know, I talked about how it has educational value, zoos, but... Sure. There's some indications that maybe it doesn't have educational value. Uh-oh. There was a study in the Journal of Conservation Biology in 2014. They surveyed 3,000 kids before and after a zoo visit and only about a third had a positive learning experience, meaning they learned something factual. So only only a third of kids actually learned something factual. Right, the nerds. Basically, yes. Uh, about 15% of kids picked up incorrect information. So. <laughs> okay. It's, some, it's, it's actually worse. Yeah. <laughs> Another study says only about 27% of people bother to read signs at exhibits. So. I believe that. Yeah. Although they do conservation, that's a very small portion of what they do. Like the animals that they're conserving, that's like a very small part of all the animals that are in the zoo. In most of the cases when they are conserving them, they cannot introduce reintroduce them to the wild. I would imagine. Uh, so there's an argument here that while, yes, the species may remain in existence, it's not really the same species anymore because now mm-hmm. it's become a, you know almost domesticated, not really domesticated, but... You yeah. know, uh, uh, something in cap- that can only exist in captivity. Right. Comparatively domesticated, certainly, to what yeah. it would be. 
Additionally, members of the AZA, the Association of Zoos and Aquariums that I mentioned, only about 7% of them annually are really about, are, they're classified as being about biodiversity conservation. 7%? 7%. Jesus. And the other 93 are about entertainment? Uh, you know, or education or whatever. Education, yeah. There's also the argument that if zoos are really about conservation, they'd all be wildlife refuges where, you know, you could visit, but they're really yep. arranged for the animals, not for exactly. people. Exactly. So the modern idea of the zoo wouldn't really exist. So, yeah, yeah I think it's interesting, like, especially a conservation, right? Because I feel like in most instances, why are we conserving it? Yeah. It's because people are killing it, right? Like, Correct. Like it's endangered because of pollution or hunting or like it's it's humanity that's the reason. Yeah. And I feel like it's like we're like, oh, we're destroying your house, but we'll put you up in a nice hotel and yeah. it's but like you it's live our in that hotel fault. forever now. Like I feel like we don't get credit for conserving it if we're just like we're the reason that it's dying. <laughs> like they also kill surplus animals. Yeah. It's something they don't really talk about. Uh, because of obvious reasons, but they do kill surplus animals. Yeah, surplus uh, animals. We should kill surplus humans, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and these are perfectly healthy animals. So obviously, they have to they kill are. you know some that are hurt or sick or whatever, but these are perfectly healthy animals that get killed because they simply don't have the resources or space to care for them. Release we'll um, them back into the wild. And Ugh. in most of the cases, they cannot, so... Uh, in Europe in 2014, it was estimated that between three and 5,000 animals per year are euthanized. What? Yeah. And these are specifically zoo animals, not like dogs and cats. Like, this is like... No, these are these are zoo animals. That's this is from the European AZA. That is fucking now, absurd. Now, to be fair, I've read stuff where they've been asked about that. They're like, it's not like we're killing three to 5,000 tigers. It's usually like small animals. Like, oh, oh yeah, we, sure. we had too many lizards, so we had to kill, you know. What? Okay, I'm sorry, but like, it's, you're still killing animals. It doesn't matter which animal it is. The smaller the animal, the less it matters. I mean, I guess you could, you know, it's. We're not going to kill the beautiful ones, the ones that <laughs> yes. people pay to see. It's we the kill lizards. the we ugly, like, rat-faced yeah. ones, you know. Yeah, we got like 20 um, lizards in this uh, in this small box. We don't need any more. Well, you have to think about like, okay, well, they can't just release them back out because in many cases they might not be able to survive. Or okay, you can't then let just them die on their own. It. You can't release it into a native, you know, a non-native environment because then you have ecological problems. And then, you know, it's like, okay, well, they're, they're breeding and then we don't have enough space for them. It's no different than like when, you know, deer population gets high and we start hunting the deer to get the population down. Like I get it in a certain sen- okay, you know, sense. Okay. But is anybody eating the dead lizard? No. At least the I hunters mean, I guess are you eating could. the deer, right? There was a story that like in the pandemic, there was like a really grim instance where one zoo was feeding animals to other animals in the zoo. Hey, you know what? At least, because the like they didn't have the, the resources to buy, like they didn't have the resources to to manage the population because of the pandemic, yeah. and they didn't have the resources, to, so they just started feeding some animals to other animals. It was like a really grim. Yeah, you gotta uh, do what you gotta instance. do, you know. Yeah, I, it's yeah. This. So it's like we've burned the house down, put you up in a hotel, or like you have oh. to live in this hotel for the rest of your life. By the way, this hotel room doesn't have a kitchen, so we'll provide the food. And then, like, three months into your hotel stay, they're like, um, so we're going to release a person in your hotel room. Good luck with that. 
Yeah. Uh, that's your food for the week. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, what? But wh- when's my house going to be finished being rebuilt? Oh, we're not, we're not rebuilding it. Yeah, yeah. You just live here now. But we'll feed you children. Well, or it's like you had an extra kid while you were here, but we, go, we don't yeah. have the resources to feed that kid. So, we're so. kill him or feed him to the next door neighbor. I mean, you or you feed him. Yeah, feed him. To- <laughs> feed him to the next room. Oh, that's wow. Yeah, yeah. That was good. I applaud you for that. That's funny. <laughs> All right. So, those the, those are the cons. Yeah. <laughs> Pros and cons. Right. There's an article that I, I kind of isolated as separate from those. I, you know, I took that stuff from different sources, but the the Guardian article that I read. It argues a pro-zoo side, and even in that, it says there are good zoos and bad zoos. I thought this was a fun quote. Just as the fact that some police are corrupt does not mean that we should not have people enforce the law. And I think it's interesting in this world of Blue Lives Matter or All Cops Are Bastards, Right. the opinions of zoos can kind of be similar to, peop- to how people would feel for that, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like they shouldn't exist or... You know, they should exist because I like to go see the, the tiger, you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't give a shit about the animals. I just want to, you know, go see them. Yeah. It also argued that, sure, there could be bad zoos, but, quote, if you are worried about the care and treatment of animals in captivity, I can point to a great many farms, breeders, dealers, and private owners who are in far greater need of inspection, improvement, or both. Yeah. I, okay. Like, sure. There's a <laughs> lot of shitty people doing shitty things out there. But, like, uh, that doesn't take the blame off of a zoo. Like, it's not like, well, we're less shitty. It's like, would you be best to quote I think Melania the argument, Trump? Be best. The argument is that if your concern is animal welfare, animals are doing a lot worse in other places than sure. they are zoos. Sure. I don't have to go to those other places, though, so I don't care. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I don't think any, I mean, it all, it all sucks. I guess the reason I, you know, I think more about the zoos is because these shitty farms that breed animals and suck, we all know, suck. Zoos right. are claiming that they're great. And it's like, I'm sure there are ones that are decent. And I think wildlife preserves are the best. I'm not saying we shouldn't try to save animals. I mean, we should probably start with like, hey, let's stop hunting them. We should probably start on the other end, not the back end of like, well, there's three of them left. Let's try to start the population again. Just one big, gross, incesty uh, fucking population. <laughs> you know, we should go to the other side and be like, let's let's work on the poaching and the hunting and the fishing and the, and the whole polluting thing. But eh, whatever. I mean... At this point, eh, they're all fucked. And I have a little bit more from I just thought it was interesting. It has a bit more of a different perspective as opposed to yeah. these parts are good or bad. They also This article also argued, yeah, sure, the animals are captive, but they also get veterinary care, food security. A lot of so these animals. Prisoners. <laughs> they are Stays. still prisoners. Three squares um, a day and, and, and medical attention. There's a sentiment in that article, and I've read this elsewhere, that Basically, yeah, okay, you can watch a good documentary in 4K about animals, but it's not the same as seeing them in person, smelling it, watching what it does, you know, just absorbing all the details of how it acts. Sure. You know, and in some instances, like I said, you could touch them, you could feed it. You can't do that on TV. So Yeah, my life was was so vastly different before I knew what elephant shit smelled like. <laughs> but that's like so glad to know. So oh, why? they shit a lot. Why? They shit a lot, and it smells yeah, every, awful. Every, you know what? There are books called "Everybody Poops." Okay, we know that they <laughs> shit. I don't need to smell it. I don't need to know what a lion smells like. You know why? Because outside of a zoo, I'm never gonna fucking deal with a lion. So, uh, you know, I, I get it. 
it's cool to see a lion, <laughs> but I would rather see like a fucking majestic lion over I a feel fucking like you, sad lion. I feel like you might deal with a lion at some point. Like some when rich the fuck celebrities am I deal with a lion. Some some rich celebrities lion escapes. <laughs> escapes. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's a, that's a that's a non-zero <laughs> chance of that. <laughs> okay, then I guess I should be ready to I need to know what its shit smells like, so if I yes. smell it, I know to run the other way. Exactly. I just I don't I think I think you you said it. We can now watch animals in fucking 4K. Like I or can, 8K, I can, whatever or eight, whatever yeah. I can see 3D. every fucking hair on its body wiggle in its own individual direction. I don't need to go to a zoo. Like zoos existed before you could watch TV. Like zoos existed when people couldn't just turn on a TV and 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 look or go get a picture book or whatever the fuck. Like now, I don't need a zoo because I can learn. I can watch the fucking meerkat reality show. To learn about fucking meerkats. I can watch right. Planet Earth to learn about all of these things in the wild. I don't see why we have to be there in person poking a fucking giraffe. Like Meerkats very cute, by the way. They're adorable. Especially <laughs> when they hang out with warthogs. But like yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's we have the ability now to in high definition look at them. I don't need to go look at the fucking Titanic. I can watch James Cameron's documentary about going down to the Titanic. Like, I can, I don't right. need to well, go to space. <laughs> I can watch a space documentary. Like, if I want to go to space, then I will become an astronaut. I'm a little old for it now. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it, I don't think we need these things anymore. They're not something that we need. Or turn Montana into a wildlife preserve and, and we can all go drive through Montana. So, obviously, zoos have evolved. There is kind of a thought that zoos are going to continue to evolve. There's a relatively new zoo in the past few years that is set up in Denmark, I believe. Um, I don't have the note here, but I was reading about it where it's really, really, really big. I think it's called Zootopia, which is not like the movie. Um, <laughs> it's called something else in Denmark. But yeah, <laughs> but, uh, it's Danish. yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's really, really, really big to the point where it basically doesn't really have a lot of walls. It's more like a refuge. Okay. The idea is that they design it for the animals and then they figure out ways that humans can get in to see them. I like that. So it's the basically the opposite way zoos have been designed before where zoos were designed for people and then right. you just plop animals in, right? Yeah. This is less designed for the animals and then figure out a way that people can go in like through tunnels and stuff to like see yeah. the animals. That or I like, like. You, like you said, that the refuge, like. be able to drive through it, you right. know, whatever. Something where if you change the idea, obviously you still need a lot more space. But, you know, and maybe they will evolve more as, as we go. They have evolved already. And maybe things will get better, uh, you know, as we go for yeah. the animals. But I think that's a great idea. And I think if you have your big reserve and you, you know, you've got lions and tigers and bears, oh my, but you've <laughs> also got smaller animals that could be eaten by them. Like, eh, that's good. that could happen. Right. You know, that should be part of it. It's like, no, we don't want the smaller animals to get, we don't want the koala to get eaten by the, the bear. But I mean, I guess that's not a natural predator of a koala, but <laughs> it is now. Um, you know, and so there should be a level of like, yeah, we don't want them to necessarily die. But if we're not around and it gets eaten, like that's the circle of fucking life. But if, you know, if we happen to be in the area and see a bear going towards the koala, we'll be like, shoo, shoo, bear, shoo. You know, and the koala lives another day. Yeah. The last thing I'll I'll end this on is a depressing note because that's what I like to do. Yeah. Talk about like 
humanity and like you know species have died out like we've, we've had species go extinct absolutely there's an argument in that guardian piece which is interesting which is basically our environment is deteriorating and the reality is we're probably going to need zoos in the long term to keep species alive sure because things are going to start dying off more and more yeah because the earth is melting right and you may not like zoos, but if we want to keep anything, like we're probably going to have to have zoos. But do we deserve to keep the nice things? Like maybe we don't deserve nice things anymore. Like this is this I mean, is I guess, kind of like, you know, you fucked up. So now elephants are dead. Well, I guess it's, you know, because a big problem with climate change is if things die out, biodiversity starts to, to get worse, sure, yeah, which has yeah. you know a lot more adverse impacts. Right. So it's not a great solution to be like after the fact trying to save them yeah. because we've melted their habitat. But that may just be the reality of yeah. it's it's the best thing we got because we're not going to actually fix our or, you know, environmental problems. So Or animals are the canaries in the coal mine and we're all just going to die. Yeah. And we have well, to accept our fate. There you go. That's yeah. why I brought this up last. <laughs> I yeah I don't know I I would like to go to like a, a like a, a wildlife preserve or like a ref you know to actually yeah. see that that to me I think would be interesting and I think serves a purpose because at least they have the space to do what they want to do to get away from people like in a zoo you can't get away from people see I don't you know? I don't I don't feel like you would really enjoy it because it would be like hot and like smelly and there's well, no I mean, ice I, cream stand and there's well, no playground so your kid doesn't get <laughs> get any enjoyment out of it so I, I don't know I that would, you would really like that okay I should okay I personally probably don't need to ever do it but speaking uh, I would like know, to know it everyone exists. yeah 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 exactly exactly I'd like to know that we're making an effort in a good way um. You know, if we can get the Tiger King to do it all, that'd be great. So after all that. Yeah. What do you think about zoos? That's zoos. They, that's what I got for you. That's zoos. They still suck. <laughs> um, I, I understand it. Like I enjoy take like it's don't get me wrong. It's fun to take my daughter and look at animals like animals are cool. They're fun to look at. That's awesome. Uh, but at the same time, every time I go, I feel a little a little sad. Yeah, I think ultimately. They're good and bad, and I think the only reason I come down on the positive side is the entirely selfish. It's something to do, yep. and they're it's fun. Something to do, and I got a membership for a year. That means it's free a lot. We so. we do get to talk about animals, and you know, even if he doesn't learn the right shit, I try my best to be like, oh, it says right. they do this, you know, because it's got to be something good to come from the yeah. animal suffering. <laughs> you got you got to use the tools as best you can, you know. And the they reality don't, they're is, not always good tools. But, you know. I, I can't fix the planet. Yeah. I can't fix that we've destroyed all of the animal habitats and now we have to give them a, a shitty hotel stay. I, you know, I, I can't fix any of that. Yeah. So I might as well just go and see them and maybe yeah. they'll help conserve some animal somewhere. All right. yeah, I feel bad for the, I mean, you know, and I'm sure there are some animals who know no different and they're like, yeah, no, my life's good. It's cool. Yeah. But, you know, I've seen the film Madagascar 1, 2, 3 and the movie about the penguins and the show and all that stuff. So, I, you wow, know, I they, know they all just want to they all there's a bunch of them. They just want to escape back to Madagascar. All animals. OK, so okay. I don't know that that didn't work. I mean, I guess like aquariums. Do you think they care? I mean, fish are pretty stupid. Fish are pretty stupid. Um, I, I feel like I get the aquarium situation. I mean, I put those with the zoos as well. But you have like octopuses, octopi. 
you have dolphins, you know, animals with brains that can think. I mean, octopus, octopi in particular, I think, are ones that are like, oh, they're like maybe just aliens and we're like <laughs> trying to. I mean, these are they're able to like escape. Also, blue whales. We can't put them in a zoo. Are we all butthurt about that? Like, no. Yeah. I saw something about how there's been more criticism of the orcas, the killer whales that yeah, they yeah, have yeah. for, you know, SeaWorld and stuff like that. And they have said Free something Willy. about how they're not going to like, I think they're not going to be breeding them in captivity or something anymore. They're not going to like the in the future. And so then, you know, the argument is, well, if if we're like, well, it's cruel to keep the orca in the this pen and make it do tricks. It's like, well, then is it right to keep anything in, in yeah. there if, if it's not right to keep that? This has been Ian Wants to Learn. I'm Patrick. And I'm Ian. And I learned I was right. Talk to you next time. <laughs> and the other two thirds just played penis while running around uh, the zoo. Uh, yeah. So only if a third. Ever, you played. You played that game, right? Yes. Only Which, a third. <laughs> sorry for those that don't know. Penis <laughs> is a game where you. You're not touching penises or anything. It's just you start soft and you get loud and you <laughs> you start soft. Wow, this is uh... you. You it's basically just saying the word penis out loud and you get louder and louder and louder and you just see who can go the loudest. Right. Uh, you know, before somebody can't. It's a dumb game that you play. This is very important. Well, I just felt like you, I, you can't say play penis and then not explain it because people might be like, I what? didn't. Say- <laughs> no, I said it. I said it. I'm just saying. I, I, I realized after saying play penis. That it's like, what is he talking about? If you don't know, now you know. So, wow. Okay. You're welcome. Now we all know. <laughs> <laughs>